the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, Pella has a window type for every home and every budget. You might know Pella for its award-winning wood window. But did you know that Pella also has a complete line of industry-leading patented fiberglass and vinyl windows? For more information on the patented fiberglass and vinyl windows, check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my friends, at Runza, well, I know I'm talking to an audience that understands the value of a run game, and that's what Nebraska established against Rutgers on the road. So you got to establish a run game in football, but at lunch, you got to establish the Runza game. That's an original Runza cheeseburger, maybe a little onion rings, double dipped in the homemade batter, a little bit of pop to top it off. Oh, Lord have mercy. In football, you establish the run like Nebraska did. At lunch, you establish the Runza. It's that simple. Get to Runza today and get yours. Tell them your friend Nick Ba sent you. Okay, recap pod, a victorious recap pod. Uh, Nebraska takes down Rutgers on a Friday night football tilt in uh, in a very cold Piscataway, a uh, little snow in the stands. Uh, lots to dissect with this one. Nebraska wins 28-21. So let's, uh, let's get to it. Here's yours truly and former Husker All-Big 12 linebacker, Bo Rude, breaking it all down. Enjoy. All right, well, here we are on a Saturday recap pod after a little Friday night, a little TGIF action. Nebraska takes down Rutgers 28-21 in what looked like a little chilly night in Piscataway. Bo Robert Rude is here. Uh... Did we like the Friday night game? Did you enjoy that it was you you got to get your Friday night football game right? Yes, I I, I wanted to just get to me before I had time to think about it. So That's, it, it was kind of nice. It was just you 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 got done with your work day and you you had some dinner and you you're oh the game's on. See, kind of nice. That's why I haven't gotten and it really doesn't matter because it's like there's not a crowd anyways. Like I've actually kind of liked that all the games have been at eleven o'clock. Oh. Throughout this season, I'm like I I just want to like wake up and like I don't want to wait around for the game. I yeah, it's I, I love Husker football so much that sometimes the waiting during the day, it, it almost wastes too much of the day. Yes. The nice part with the early games is you wake up, it's there, and then you have like a half a day, half a Saturday. It's nice, isn't it's, it? Yeah, that you just go. I can do something else now. See, that's I'm. Everybody's like, oh, 11 a.m. again. Every time I was like, yes. I, I really like it. I, I mean, it's not as good for tailgating potentially. No, so but, you but that doesn't tailgate, matter. Like it, you know, like no not one's this year. Doing that. Not this year. But normally, normally I yeah. get it. Like you have a big game, you want it to be seven o'clock kick, whatever. Get everybody time to get get all lubed up and all that. But like for the for the situation, I've been all about these eleven a.m. kicks. How much would you pay right now to be in a crowded parking lot? Somebody red solo cup, red solo cup, and somebody's grilling something. At the tailgate next to you, and you're like, if you want some, it's yours. And you're like, sorry, it's so crowded here. I'm I, having a great time. I like the idea of a, of like a tailgate. I just I could never be the host of a tailgate because I don't have like that like the planning and tricking it out and like I figured out how to finagle my TV in the bed of my like like I I don't no, you, have you that. could no you could do that. That is something that you absolutely never want to do. <laughs> well, I'm just—I don't have that in me. No, I don't, I don't have lo- that Nick, in me. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of work. work. These people that do big ass tailgates—it's a lot of work. I love those people because I've—I—I I could maybe do it. I know you could never do it. No, I could never do you it. You don't I, like the thought of that. I don't. Th- I don't like that. Like That's a the lot tailgates of work. you and I always go to. Someone's got a cooler in their trunk. 
And that's the extent of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done those. I've never done the I'm bringing the grill. Too I'm much. bringing the TV. Too much. We got friends that do it, and they're awesome at yeah. it. Yeah. And I love them. We, and we're the muchos. You ever gone over and walked by, I think, John Bowling and his whole crew have one. Johnny Bowling does, like, the biggest he, tailgate. Well, he smoke, he's smoking meat yeah. for, like, you know, 17 hours. <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, that's all. Yeah, it's those too are, much. I love them. I love them because yeah. we're going to use it. I know. I know. It. Uh, I didn't. Before we get into the game, did you have a good feeling about the game? How did you? I, I couldn't. I had no no I, sense I, of what the what was going to happen. I got the sense that the team was really tired. Right. And that's that's a fact. I mean, when a coach says we're tired, the week of the. the you know, you you that means you're so tired that any pretending you can't even do anymore. Because yes. normally teams get tired. You don't mention. We were so tired. We we're like we're tired. Well, and so that's the. There's a lot of different things to talk about. And, I guess I want to start with what you build off of what you said though. From. I don't want to lower the bar to the point of where we're praising like effort and want to and all those things but like I don't think and Dirk kind of wrote about this after the game I don't think there's a lot you can take from that game and extrapolate it into like hey here that Nebraska's gonna get ready to clear a space out for a banner to come but like I do people question the culture or the locker room or whatever the fact that they clearly in a pandemic in a, in a season that they've been going at this for a long time, they continue to lose. They continue to have to get, a, you know, stuff shoved up their nose and they're having to get tested every week. Like, and now they're going on the road to play Rutgers in an empty stadium and it's freezing out and there's a bunch of snow. The fact that they still, now they're not always the, they're not always the, it's sloppy and all that stuff, but like they clearly, are still fighting. They're still playing hard. They're still playing with passion. Again, I'm not, I'm, I don't like, I'm not saying that like, that's should be the only thing we think about, but like, we gotta, we gotta tip our cap to that. Well, no, that's important that you acknowledge that you even see that because this is a season where multiple teams have quit on their coaches. Yes. We're talking Michigan. We were talking Purdue. You saw what happened with Purdue. They, they were mentally done. done. Um, a few of these teams have kind of quit. Right. And we have our own set of major issues. That's true. But the the thing, if you're going to be, you know, optimistic about something, is that this team continues to play and be resilient through their own mistakes. Right. And they continue to be physical and they show up looking like they at least want to be there. Like that to me is a great sign because I feel like that was one of the issues that they that they were struggling with before, you know, the end of the Riley era. It was games were you know getting beat by 60 and and that's that's a, a much worse problem than losing by 7 every week. But at least we're physical. We're physical, man. We're we're the team that cool. seems to hit the hardest now. Yes, and yes. There's a, there's an element of physicality that like the only way you can lay the wood is if you want to be there. You can't like ho hum no deplete somebody. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's a sign that you want to be there. And 
I just think there's, I think it's a really interesting window into like, cause, cause you kind of sit there when things aren't going well and you go, man, what's it, what's going on over there? What's it like Monday through Friday? What, what's the relationship? What's that locker room like? What's the relationship? Like, well, I think it has to be decent. Yeah. Like it, it has to be, I think the camaraderie amongst the team has to be decent. I think the relationship from the coaching staff and the players has to be decent because if it wasn't, nothing will reveal where a relationship stands more so than adversity, especially in sports. You know what I mean? Like if you don't love the if you don't love your teammates, love your locker room, love your coaches, when shit hits the fan, it's gonna show. Yeah, I think I, I felt that my senior year when 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 the stuff hit the fan and our coaching staff some of them, you know, the players had good relationships, but there was others where it was a disconnect with Callahan and that. There was a disconnect there. Totally. And it showed that show showed up. And it, you felt the team just go you've lost us. And he you could it almost like you felt like a coach sort of be like and I've lost you. And he, he they can be done sometimes too. And that that's where I saw none of that out of, out of our squad this year, which is a great sign. That 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 I don't know I don't know what how big it is, but it's something like, because here's the thing. If without that, it, it doesn't, none of this is going to matter. If they, no. if, they, if, if guys are quitting on each other, guys don't want to be there. Guys don't, you know, the, the, there's a disconnect between the coaches and the players, all this stuff. Like if, if any of that was prevalent, it was going to show up this year. Yeah. And that hasn't happened. Like you saw the lock or the locker, the sideline, at times yesterday was fired up. Yeah. You know, Mills had a long run and Honus and and Henrich, I think, are jumping on him and Colin Miller is still going nuts. And of course the ultimate warrior, anytime he makes a play, goes ah! freaking crazy. <laughs> which I just love. So I guess what I'm I want to start with I wanted to start with at least acknowledging that. Yeah. And you can roll your eyes and act like I'm talking about like some after school special corny shit. Like, no, like it matters. It it matters. I've I was fortunate enough that I never really played on a team that like things fell apart. But you can if you don't love your teammates and love your coaches and love what's going on, it'll show. Yeah, I think that's that's so true, and I think that's good to acknowledge that though, because it it is in this sort of situation, it's almost unique that we're we are that resilient. I mean, that game alone, like the fact the well, fact that they won that game. It's a, it's a testament to that. That's team. what I'm saying. It's it's this this team has had every opportunity in the world to just quit throughout the season. Yeah, and then to your point, a lot in a lot of ways that game was a microcosm of the season. Like it had all the ingredients of of the season wrapped into one game, and. They had, you know, how easy it would have been for them to be like, man, it's twenty degrees. We we are losing. We just turn it over again, like kickoff return, kickoff return. Okay, just now, be like, screw it, dude. Okay, screw it. Let, let me ask all the Nebraska fans out there: after the kickoff return, what? How many of you honestly can <laughs> say you thought we were winning that game? I yeah. bet you it was less than ten percent said. Right. We're still in there. We're going to win this. I think most people went, here we go again, and it's over. They, well, I think they thought it was over then. Let me pull up my notes in my phone because I'm trying to remember the 
Because we drove well, down it was It was a crazy sequence. It was Nebraska had a great drive that ends in in a touchdown. It, was, it ended in the long touchdown run for Martinez. Yeah. Then the ensuing kickoff, Crookshank house calls it. And then the next off- offensive possession, Martinez throws his second interception. See, to me, it was after the second. Yeah. It was more so at when Martinez threw the high pick. I was like, 0% chance Nebraska's winning this game. Zero. It was hard not to, though. And so I guess it's because we're already getting into some of the things. It is just, it's pretty amazing to think that Nebraska had four turnovers, nine penalties, gave up a kickoff return for a touchdown, gave up a fake punt conversion to the Australian. I mean, oh, crikey. Cro- they are not, they've lost contain again. <laughs> we get the Bloomin' Onion got a first down. So we give a fake punt punt conversion. Had horrible field position the whole night. The, the Aussie kept penning our ass. The Aussie pinned us. Uh, we couldn't kick off or cover. I mean, so think of, I guess, how many games do you win? In the history of football, can you say, like, if there was, like, a massive database of college and NFL football, like, how many games have someone won when they've had four turnovers, gave up a kickoff return for a touchdown, and a fake punt? Like, I would say, lifetime, those people are like, oh, and 2000 what's, in games. What's funny is Frost was quoted saying that same thing and said, if you looked around this year, anybody that had da, 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 he goes, I don't think anybody won doing that. Like, right. it, it was such, it's such an anomaly to do those main things wrong. Right. And, and, I mean, and still win. So, I guess the thing that's just remarkable is to say all that stuff out loud and that Nebraska then still won the game. It's, it's hard to understand almost, but that that shows you that we're, we're somewhere on the – like, I don't even know if it's the right path. We're somewhere better than Rutgers where we can do that and win, but we're not good enough yet where we're going to be That's competing what's so in the championship. Nebraska's so. somewhere in between the worst team in the conference and also capable – of winning our division of of like of that of like (laughs) of doing everything you can do wrong and still racking up six over 600 yards of offense holding Rutgers to under 252 yards of offense and winning you know like usually if you're bad right like if you're bad one of the hallmarks of bad teams is if they have a lot of self-inflicted wounds they don't have any chance in the world of overcoming them and What's amazing is we've we've acknowledged the fact that Nebraska is not talented to overcome these self-inflicted wounds, but at the same time, every single Saturday they have these self-inflicted wounds, and they either win or they lose by a score, and that's kind of hard to make sense of, you know? I, I like think, I think that's where, as a fan base, we're all scratching our heads. I, I don't think we're all going. It's hopeless. We're not all going. Oh, it's here. It's coming. It's it's just around the corner. We're all kind of going. Wait, wait, what, what's going on? It's really, I don't think I've seen a season and a team and then, the, and then extrapolating it into the program moving forward that is harder to sink your teeth into exactly where they're at. Because on one hand, they feel like they're terrible and have a long ways to go. But then on the other hand, they're, they're right there almost every weekend. You, you, they you are know what right I mean? There. Like, yeah. So it's hard to. I mean, again, Frost's record is not good, but 
12 of his, what, 12 of his 20 or 21 losses, whatever it is now, are by one score. Yeah. So you, I guess you would think like, okay, so if you sit there and go, you are the company you keep. You're, you're one of the worst teams in your, in the power conference over the last handful of years. You're, uh, you're, you're hanging out with Kansas and Rutgers and all these other teams. Like those teams are getting their doors blown off. Yeah. Nebraska isn't. Well, for the first time, we're not, too. We, we've always historically kind of, when we lost, it's been 15 years of losing big. Right. Like, now Pol- we're, Pol- we were just talking before, like, Polini's issue was, yeah, he was winning nine, a game, nine games a year, but, like, his three losses were in, like, spectacular fashion. Yeah. And even Riley had a handful of, a lot of his losses were just, like, getting your your yeah. shit rocked. Into you know? the, the Riley era was big, lots of big losses. That's why he was out. But And so it's just, it's odd. It's an odd thing to try to make sense of. Well, maybe it, we need to start with the the man at the helm, Taylor Martinez. Adrian Martinez. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, we got plenty. I of always memory, do but I do too all the time. I'm like Taylor Martinez. Um, yeah, because uh, in some ways, he he had an interesting game. There were some really good moments, and then there were some moments that you go, to, you say to yourself, it's. I don't know if you're like me. There are moments I'm sitting there watching the game last night and a play would happen and I'm like, I don't know, he's not the guy moving forward. And I think he can get Nebraska. Like, I think he's good enough to maybe get Nebraska to that next step. Mm-hmm. And then the next play will come and be like, I don't know how you start him moving forward. That That's that's the, I think, when we start scratching our head, doesn't it begin and end with him? Because he's the, he's kind of what we've hung our hat on is like going to be the program. And we don't, Still don't know what he is, right? But but do we? Like I guess I, I guess Nick, what I'm I don't know. Like, I, I'm not. I'm I'm just kind of playing you know a hole devil's advocate for the sake of it. Like because I'm with you. A part of me goes like right now if someone if we're all you know we're we're jurors we're sequestered and and they're saying have you guys reached a verdict? Like a part of me is like no. But then it's like well dude like all the evidence what more. Do you need to see Exhibit OJ A? Exhibit the A, hold on. Exhibit A, I'd like to object. Exhibit A, this is the year 2018. It was a game against Ohio State University. He was as good as any of them. I object. Let's. I want this dismissed from the record. I want to dismiss the objection. <laughs> year one doesn't matter. Stanley Morgan at Divino Zigbo is there. Exhibit B, Stanley Morgan. <laughs> 74 catches, 1,016 yards. I mean, honestly, though, but, that, but you see what I'm saying? Like, there's a part of me that feels like if I'm in the trial of Adrian Martinez, I'm a juror. Wish we got plenty there to reach a verdict. You think he's guilty is what you're saying. <laughs> I, right now, it'd be hard for me to not say, you know what, I want to check out of this hotel. I've been in, a, I've been in this hotel for three years. Yeah, I mean. So- I'm ready to say he's guilty of not being the guy. But then every once in a while, you look back at the evidence, which is a, a play or two in the Rutgers game, and you go, his deep ball to Wandale. You're like, God, good fucking throw, He was bro. 24 for 28 in that game. But his two of his four incompletions were bad interceptions. Bad throws. And, and then, then, two, and then bad two bad f- And then two bad fumbles. And so you go, you just leave, you, you leave scratching your head again. Yeah. He, I mean, he was basically four bad plays away from playing a unbelievable game. But the four bad plays were so bad that I think, Nick, I think if Luke McCaffrey isn't hurt, 
He gets benched after that interception in the first half. I was going to say, in some ways, I, I'm in some ways it was kind of good that Luke wasn't available because it forced Adrian to play through it. It forced Frost to have to stick with him, and you saw the value in in allowing someone to play through mistakes because I'm telling you right now, I don't know if like, let's say Luke's available. And after that, the first pick or whatever, cause I think the first pick after, after the first fumble, did it go fumble, pick, fumble, pick, the, or did the it first, go fumble, first, fumble, pick, pick, it was fumble, fumble. And then the pick was going in. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the first I will say, yeah, the Rutgers guy makes a great all play. world play, but still, I mean, he, I don't, don't know. Don't turn where, it over. What are you doing, end. dude? Yeah. yeah don't like throw at in the some end point, like, you got to stop doing that. But I don't know. Like, if Luke, if if they make a QB change and Luke comes in, does Nebraska win that game? Maybe with the way Mills was running the ball, maybe. But I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not totally sure. Martinez's second half was pretty. I mean, the one it was the one throw was bad, um, and then the rest of the half was good. I mean, he was he's 24 still, for 28. He's he still, still has, good. and we talked about this. I think this was last week on the recap pod. He still is a bizarre runner. Where. Now, what, he finally scored on one, but there was one scramble where he ran sideways. He ra- at one point, he ran straight laterally sideways towards the sideline. Yeah. And you kind of go, he doesn't, he doesn't finish runs very well. No. And I, I swear, he doesn't think score when he's trying to, when he runs. No, he looks like I don't look comfortable in the open field right. where... You know, th- that was a game especially, too. There was – if you have somebody really dangerous running, when he had the whole field three or four times where it's like – that's where we got to have guys that make plays and score. And even Mills, like, get in the end zone. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Because right. we almost don't get in when we – whenever we get down to the three, there's like it's a 50-50 whether we can get it in. Well, so, yes. you, you got to score. And we got too many guys that they look like – the open field something they're like, I've never seen this before. Well, it's almost <laughs> – sometimes Martinez bursts through. This is a, uh, this probably doesn't even work, but I'm going to say it anyways because he gives a crap. Mar- Martinez will burst through and get into the open field, and he's like, have you ever gotten out of the shower and you don't have a towel and you got to kind of do that like yeah. naked, wet, like – you know what I mean? Like you're like, I shouldn't be doing this, and you're trying to just get the towel and get back to like your – bathroom rug as fast as possible like yeah he runs through and then all of a sudden he's like a guy out of the shower and he's like oh shit where i gotta get back to yeah like, th- that's not that's because you're not he doesn't look like he's which is weird because he's a quarterback because these guys they don't they don't get hit ever and they they're they they never have to finish you know running 50 or 80 yards and they always run 15 20 yards in practice so he probably does that well and then after that you just you can tell he's like he's never been hit. Dude, dude is a is terrible at finishing long runs. Like yeah. I, I would say, terrible at it. Yeah, it doesn't look comfortable. To me, it's a it's a comfort thing. Some guys look comfortable, some guys don't, and he just he doesn't look comfortable. So, he, but 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 he had such a bizarre game. Any other scenario with any other able bodied backup, he probably would have gotten pulled. Yeah, but he didn't, and. He ended up finding his groove and played his ass off. But but that, but that has big ramifications, Nick. I mean, if he gets – if McCaffrey's healthy and, and Martinez gets pulled – I think it's over for him. It might be the end of Martinez. I thought yet. about that. Like, in some ways, I don't know exactly what happened with McCaffrey. 
Like he probably got nicked up or something like that because he was on the sidelines. But I thought like as he was turning the ball over, I thought that exact thing. I said, this would be the end of Martinez if Luke McCaffrey wasn't hurt. Yeah, if you get benched twice in the same season, I think so, that's it for so you. So then the question becomes, and we'll let me give you. I want you to get your snapshot thoughts on this because we have literally months to discuss the quarterback situation moving forward. You're on the jury. You and I are in, and we're jurors on the trial of Adrian Martinez. Have you reached a verdict? Uh, are you? Is he? I haven't yet, but I I still. Uh, I still go by the law of you're innocent until proven guilty. And so the man's innocent. <laughs> okay, so time out. Is that insinuate he can do it until yeah. he can't? Yeah, he can do it until he's guilty. And when he's guilty, and when he's guilty, that means he's done. But he's so not he, guilty. So, so he is – the, we the find game you is guilt, not – We find you guilty of being unworthy of being unworthy, quarterback. Yes. Yeah. So he – he hasn't proven there has the game hasn't proven without a shadow of a doubt that he's guilty of not being able to do it. There, his last, uh, let's call it. So he's had four weeks, and Purdue, Iowa, Minnesota, Rutgers. Yeah, and he's thrown by far the best I think percentage of his career in those four games. Yes, and, and that's the encouraging part. The turnovers. In these last two games, I mean, this last game especially, it's like, oof. I mean, that's, and he missed a lot of guys in that Minnesota game. Minnesota missed guys, turnovers. That was the ugly Martinez uh, game that, that we saw in those. But but then the Rutgers finish, I think, brings him back to, like, I think we're still on the Martinez train until until he's proven good. Well, I mean, and we're, we're going way too far into this, <laughs> just, just like, trial law and order thing. But, like. <laughs> I was re- I was ready to say guilty, and then he had a f- great closing argument. Yeah. Like he got that his closing argument. It was a if hung it don't jur- if was if it a glove, jury? It, it was, I mean, if the if it if the glove don't fit, you, you must, must have quit. quit. Like he had a great closing argument, and that makes a big difference. Now we'll get into later on in the pod. Here of what we what we think may or may not happen with the bowl game. So there could be another sleeves. <laughs> when the sleeves removed, there was no fumbles. I blame it on the sleeves. If the sleeves remove, he found his groove. <laughs> I rest my cane. <laughs> so Johnny Cochran was his lawyer. If the, was sleeves like, when removed, the sleeves removed. Did he not find his groove? You, ladies and gentlemen, I rest my case. And he sat down and Adrian was like, this is good. This is this the is best good. legal defense I've ever had. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I He just, he, he showed me a little bit of everything last night and had me feeling all sorts of emotions on whether or not I think he's the guy moving forward. When when you talk about all the the issues that got to get rectified, there's a lot, but I'm not so sure it, the first one is figuring out that position. Well, th- I think that's right. You got to figure it out. It's either Martinez has to find what he's been missing, or you got to find somebody that can do it. See, and that, and and it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening because I personally don't think Luke is the guy. And so to me, to me, it's either Martinez or you got to go. See, I don't know about I don't know enough about Smothers. I do, I don't know Smothers and the in the the Carney Catholic kid. I mean, he's going to he be ain't. young. That's that's to a me, long shot. To or me. you go get or you get some r- rental. You know, 
You you go find a grad transfer quarterback that you feel like you can plug in that can because this offense has to freaking get going. Yeah, this, I mean, I, I think the hard part is this though, right? So you're gonna have a guy that's had four years experience in this offense, or you go find somebody that has never run this offense, right? And they're gonna have to compete with this guy for you know spring ball and fall camp. There's a chance, regardless of what decision you make that Martinez is still the best option. It's just his experience. I mean, in the end, it's like the guy's got a lot of experience. But man, so I it's it's hard. I I was one of those guys, like I've told you last week, I was open to McKenzie Milton because I think you have to start winning games and in order to win games you got to get better quarterback play. And so but I think I think of all I think it's gonna be really fascinating wins of happening at that position. Because yeah. especially like does does Luke McCaffrey just want to run it back being a backup? You know, like you know yeah. what what happens there? Like yeah, I, Luke, I don't, I, the the Luke thing though is they gave Luke every opportunity to take that job. Yeah and, and he didn't do it. No, I mean the, the he just I don't think he that Illinois game was so bad. Yes. Um they I think and then he can't his one just two plays against Minnesota. They just, I think he sort of. They, the jury was ready to reach. They, they lost. Point. I think they they lost a little bit of confidence in what he can do in terms of his moxie and sort of that it factor. When you come in and you kind of lose a little bit of that. Side note, because we're like we're steering so far off of the game right now. Like this is supposed to be a game recap, but uh, oh, yeah. What what ended up happening to the Ohio State usage of McCaffrey? Like. And I'm not, you and I talked about this a little bit off the air, but I'm not necessarily, because I don't want to be disingenuous, we turned on the mic and said that we didn't think that was a sustainable thing, but I'm just, I'm, I'm surprised that like when you go back and watch that game, that, that offensive game plan and structure never even one time got replicated yeah, after I, that. I don't know. I guess for so me. So they were just like dicking around in the Ohio State game? Like, yeah, let's just put Luke out there and like see what happens. And Maybe. I don't know. I, I guess I'm not as big of a advocate of like thinking that's a great idea. Yeah. And, and I don't know what I think of it. I just think it's interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, just think it's interesting that like for one game against the best team on your schedule, you did this and then and you had success with that. And you never even. But that was that. That was really one play, right? It's one run, one play. Now, now I'm like blanking on. I think they ran that twice, and one time it worked. And that's where I'm like, I, I don't have to go know. Back and check the stats on what he ended up. I thought he ended up leading. Yeah, but he probably got all of his rushing yards on that one carry. Yeah, it was it was that carry, and then he was running from the quarterback position after that. He had one more of those counters. Yeah, so it's, my it's back. probably all a product of we're just we remember that one play, and we think like. He'll do again. It, I mean, being a running back, having to run through the hole. I mean, there's a lot to playing running back every down, which means he will not take reps at quarterback, which he needs to take reps as the backup. Like in the end, people got to realize like that quarterback spot. You got to be able well, to have two guys. That you can go. If this guy gets hurt, he's got to run this offense. The other part of that too is there's a domino effect to to entertaining what I'm throwing out there. If you if you entertain him at taking some some time at running back and a wide receiver, well, guess what? Guess who's losing out on reps in practice? Yeah, various running backs and various wide receivers. What are two positions that need to get developed big time? Running back and wide receiver. So, do you really want to say, "Hey, Marvin Scott, you're not going to get these reps. It's going to Luke." Hey, uh, 
Xavier Betts or Alante Brown or it would have been Marcus Fleming at the time. He's since left. Like, you're not going to get these reps. Luke's going to do this. Like, so then all of a sudden you're taking your, he's not getting quarterback reps yeah. and you're taking away reps from guys. It, so it's hard. And that's where I think people don't think of it like that is there's only so many reps to go around to get good at what you're doing. You need reps. And so you got to have two quarterbacks. So it's either, I think you, you move Luke to receiver and say smothers, you're number two. And you let Luke focus on that. And it's if something hard. changes, Luke could maybe swing back and start. It's hard to do both. It's, it's really hard to do both well. So, I mean, I don't know what we solved with Martinez's discussion there. But, I mean, do we feel good about how oh, we, yeah. uh, we broke that down? <laughs> we, the, the, the run game. Um, I mean, Mills finally got a roll. And, I mean, the dude has 25 carries, 191 yards. Um, didn't actually score a touchdown. Some of that was... His own, he needed to try and find a way to get in there. And then some of it was some very odd goal line play calling, which I just don't like. The Chris Hickman, like all of a sudden you're running in like a motion punch, punch, push pass to Chris. I mean, confusing a little bit. Uh, But the running back conversation, do you realize last night, last, his performance last night helped salvage what would have been not only with our own eyes, probably the worst year for running backs in Nebraska history, statistically. But then also tangibly, when you look at the stats, like I was looking at this, John Bishop and I were looking at it at like halftime of a Creighton game. It was before a Creighton game, so we were we were focused. Uh, we were looking at Nebraska football stats. Up until the Rutgers game, Nebraska had not had a running back with 100 yards rushing. Think about that. And I'm pretty sure, I thought John looked it up, up until then, the longest run from scrimmage for a running back was 16 yards. That That's glaring. That's the most glaring thing to me is that we didn't get a running back to get over. Like, I kept thinking 10 or 20 yards is all I ever saw this year. And, Nick, we didn't. Literally, you saw long runs this game, and we were like, what are those? So, Mills, Mills had a 50-yarder. And so, I guess what I'm saying is, like, with one game, you got to at least be like – there was, a, there was a scenario where you could end the season and go, Nebraska didn't have a 100-yard rusher, and Nebraska's longest run from scrimmage was under 20 yards. I think it was 16 yards with the running back. Like, that... I, I can't even begin to wrap my brain around that. I can't either, that. and I don't, I don't know how to explain that. Like, I, don't I, either, I don't know I don't, how to explain that because I, I just know that... that there's got to be an issue with our running backs themselves because that you can't say our line is can't terrible block anybody, like that. But I mean, we got zero production out of running the ball with our running backs. Zero. Yeah. Zero, zero. Like again, I don't know. I mean, that, that is of all the, on the low, low of all, a lot of, there's been a lot of criticism towards the receiving core. I'm not so sure the position group that has maybe underperformed the most isn't the running back spot. I, I, I don't. I, there's no way you can argue with that. You really can't. I mean, the, I think w- with our assumptions of talent, uh, we I think we thought the running backs were more talented than maybe they are. Well, and I think what ends up the guy who ends up making that situation not look as bad as it really is is Wandale. Yeah. Think if you didn't think if you couldn't slide Wandale in there. And again, what's hard is I don't think I have a great sense of 
how good Marvin Scott is or how good Ramir Johnson is or how good Ronald Tompkins is. Like I don't ha- I don't I haven't seen a ton of them, but I've also the, there has to be a reason they're not getting on the field. Yeah. Especially considering how dire that situation was. And I've always felt like this and I've said this to you before. I've always felt like of all the positions in any sport, I think the easiest position to have your Malcolm Gladwell blink like gut reaction, is this guy good or is this guy not good? The easiest position in sports to watch like one or two or three or four carries to be able to say, I like him or I don't know, I think is running back in football. Yeah, I think you see it pretty fast. And between those guys I just named, Johnson, Tompkins, Marvin Scott, I don't, I've never gotten that feeling watching any of them run that they're special. Well, you look for burst, you look for a little wiggle, some elusiveness, and when you don't get when nobody can get to the second level and make somebody miss and get more than 16 yards, like that's a problem. Yeah, that's a that's a real problem and and that tells you that there's something missing in that running back room right now. Um I haven't seen the Morrison kid. He was they were talking about all the things that kept him out here. He was supposed to be good um, and the kid coming in. But uh, the, the people that we got, including Mills, who I think at least showed when the holes are there, he can be effective. But, I mean, Mills didn't make it happen on his own this year. No. I mean, I, again, I, I'm, I've never been the biggest Diedrich Mills fan. I think Mills, Mills is fine. Mills isn't special. Like, I mean, he's fine. Well, what I, I'm trying to understand, too, is like so they're talking what about... So is it, though? Is it just... Like, I think we're talking around the issue. Are these guys just not good enough? Because you keep on going, like, there's some must be something wrong in that. Like, what can be wrong? Like, running back's a pretty wrong, straightforward. Nick, like, wrong is they're either not good enough or not good enough right now. So it's either they have talent that they're unable to use, maybe, or they're just not good enough. And that I don't know what that is. I mean, some guys need time, right? Not everybody can play as a freshman. I, some people, like, they need a few years to get stronger bigger, more f- like physically capable to handle the load. But uh, I don't know. I mean, to me, it, it looked like we were, we don't have the guy in the building right now. That's what I think. I think you're, you're, you're running your bell cow running back. That is, that you need. And, and is a guy that is talented enough is not there. Well, I mean, and, I think, I think Mills is talented enough if he's healthy but now they say he might not even be on the team anymore. I mean, he might be looking at going pro or something, which which I'm also kind of uh, – I'm scratching my head, like, on some of these guys that are acting like they're going to go pro, and I'm like <laughs> – What league? Well, what league that's what I mean. Like, it, I thought you had to be, like, a real – I don't know. Like, I, I just haven't seen the high prospect out of anybody that's like, what – What's the, the only, what's not the benefit of coming back? The only thing I could see with a guy like Mills is there is a shelf life to running back that he may. I, I don't maybe he because you know he's a this is his fourth year of college so he's an older guy maybe he just wants to get his you know wants to try to get on a squad somewhere. Well, he's not getting drafted. I mean, oh, to no. me, like the season he had. You're not going to get drafted. I, I do think that he, like, if we're talking about talent, he's got enough talent, Nick, if he's healthy and things are going right, like, he could have a 1,000-yard year, right? Yeah. I mean, he just had 200 yards easy. Yeah, yeah, he could. He could be a 1,000-yard guy. 
Um, maybe not the greatest back in the history, but he could be a, a solid thousand yard guy. And I, that would help you get drafted. I, I don't think this year is going to help him get drafted. Well, he hardly played this year. You so know he, what I mean? Like he, he, he played half played. the games and he didn't get over fifty yards most. And he games. had one good game. Yeah. You know, so I don't. I'm trying to understand that a little bit. All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast and talk to you guys about Runza. So, you know, I've told you guys about the fact that you can custom order your Runza sandwiches, which is obviously a game changer. You can add anything within reason to a Runza sandwich, different cheeses, maybe some fries, maybe some pickles, whatever. Since they all start out as an original Runza and are made to order, you can get creative. Well, I love getting tweets like this one from Joshua. He tweeted at me, tried the custom order tonight. Highly recommend you add ranch to the Runza with cheese. Hashtag Runza. Wow. Ranch on a Runza? I mean, that sounds incredible. Good work, Joshua. I'm have to give that one a try. You need to get to Runza and make your own masterpiece just like Joshua did. And when you're there, you need to tell him your buddy, your pal, your partner, your podcast buddy, Nick Ba sent you. Runza makes it all better. And while we're here, let's talk about Pella windows and doors. I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. Let's uh, let's pull up uh, let's pull up Pella's website right now. Look at this. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Five different types of windows or doors by Pella have won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. I mean, that's some, that's that's incredible. And they achieve that in a couple of ways. You have the insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. You have types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. You have triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all that, within all that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for windows and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Turn your window and door remodeling dreams into a reality with Pella. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Back to the podcast. I, and I'm just, I don't know. I think there's something to, again, I feel like sometimes we're talking around these, talking around the elephant in the room of like, well, even a guy like, and I'll just say, like even a guy like Alante Brown. Now, receiver could be something totally different. But as a kickoff returner, he has never, on any of his kickoff returns, shown one millisecond, millisecond, of being anything that resembles a dynamic, elusive, electric guy with the ball in his hands. Yeah. Not a millisecond. Not even like, ooh, good cut, and still got hit. Like, nothing. Zero. So, and again, I think sometimes guys like that pop quicker than you think they do. And so when you kind of go down, like... And so I, I think the staff maybe needs to take a good hard look at how they're evaluating kids or something. Because like Greg Bell never saw it. Mo Washington saw it, but he flamed out and ended up being kind of a guy that you felt like was a little He was a little soft. He too, was a little soft, yeah. but like at least at least I could see the the like Maurice had some He had some juice, like some he could juice. run. He could run. You, like but then you go like Alante Brown, eh. Wandale, yes. Marvin Scott, eh. Ronald Tompkins, eh. Ramir Johnson, eh. Xavier Betts, yes. Yeah. Uh, Fleming, doesn't matter, but eh. Like, you just go down the list. Yeah. 
You see, you see the juice, or you don't, kind of pretty quick. And I'm just going off of like I'm not. I'm not saying you can just write all those guys completely off, the, but like more. Yeah, you, what I'm telling you, they is go more, in, They go into the they better develop category, and that and that category is like a big question mark when you get put into when you get put in the he's a developmental guy. It's a big question mark. How many other than Divino Zigbo? How many? "Quote unquote developmental running backs has Nebraska ever really had like a guy that was a guy that made you go yeah early in his career and by the end of his career you were like fuck bro if you this dude so Zigbo's uh, I mean for sure the only one other than that Rex, uh, Rex and Amir played his freshman and were good were good and they and they played behind guys who were really good so that they were you know they didn't necessarily start but they they. You couldn't keep him off the field almost. I guess what I'm getting at is when I hear when I when when people talk about developmental players, I don't think of running backs. I think of D linemen, O linemen, yeah. linebackers, corner. Like I don't to me, running back's not a developmental position. I'm not saying you can't you I, gotta improve. Hear what I'm saying? I'm not saying like you don't improve you of course improve and you and all those things, but like running back is kind of you either got it or you don't. I as a former running back, I lean towards what you're saying. So I So I, I don't like go like, ah, oh, you gotta give him time to develop. I'm like, name one running back that ever became anything special that didn't pop right away. I mean, the, uh, I never want to pretend like there's not circumstances where guys are dinged up or they, you know, sure. they they need some confidence. I'm, they going, need I'm being over the top. I know, but, yeah. I know, but I, I guess my point is I don't like to ever put these, these kids down, especially when they're young, but I, I mostly agree with you that running back's a position, you usually see it pretty quick. So that that's something that, like, Gets is concerning when you start extrapolating like, and moving forward and projecting like, okay, you better get that quarterback figured out. Okay, you, well, that's part you of why a, you better find a good ass running back. I mean, we're kind of giving Mills crap about going pro, but like, part of that's about we would rather have him come back. Oh like, hell yeah, that's I'm like not the biggest Mills guy in the world, but like, we're, it I mean, would we're, be this great is news. the campaign to bring him back more than it is trying to say well he he's not going to get drafted it's it's more like no come back so that you can get drafted right and so yeah there's just there's the elephant in the room with a lot of these discussions that are awkward to say out loud and I'm not when I'm saying these things I'm not necessarily going all in like these yeah. guys never are going to be anything they could yeah you're saying what are you seeing with your eyes? What are you seeing with your eyes? Yeah. And I guess for me, I, I, when I, you and I have watched a lot of Nebraska football in our life. When I rack my brain and think about running backs in Nebraska history, anybody that became a great run, that anybody that was a good running back there by the time they were a junior and a senior, they were, pretty good as a freshman and a sophomore here's here's one of the hard hard things maybe to accept is um or even to understand those we've also been probably up there one to one or there's maybe three schools that you could argue have had as good a running backs as we've had over the last 50 years i mean we're talking mike rozier roger craig um, LP Amon Green, LP Amon Green, Buck Halter, Dan Alexander, uh, Roy Hallou, Rex Burkhead, Amir Abdullah. I mean, you name it. Like, we, I mean, really, all the, like the those those '90s teams. I mean, you went to you went to the. I mean, like the third and fourth string guys were like Clinton Childs and Damon. Yeah, you know, like 
And those like were good. Really good. Those players. were really good. Yeah, like Damon's a really good player that like was the second, third string guy, and you go that. But that's, even, but even it's, what stood out to me is watching that '94 national championship game in our Husker Classic recaps. You know who popped in a few of his kickoff and punt returns was Damon. Yeah, like Damon looked good on a couple of his times he got the ball, and yeah. you're like, wow. But then you go, well, look who's in front of him. You know, like yeah. it's hard. And so, but but to your point, and we are a little lead blocking on those kickoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but to your point, it's uh, we are a little spoiled. Where if there is one position that has been excellent at Nebraska, so the bar is really high. My bar for a good running back is like, well, are you a mirror? Are I mean, that, and that's <laughs> like, what you're comparing. Like, yeah, like Nick, none of them are. No, that's the right. answer. None of them are mirror. But the difference is, and I I brought that up because I was thinking about like. Illinois and Northwestern and some of these like I'm watching some of these games their running backs Nick are better they're better than ours but they're not good they're not like a mere either right but they're better. they're playing better than our guys are they, like Ibrahim is better oh you uh, see Ibrahim is is better I'm talking about like some of these schools that have never had the premier guys consist, consistently like we have they they get production out of guys that are like okay athletes but they definitely are playing better and making more plays. Totally agree. We're not making plays, and we're trying to figure out, well, why is that? Outside of probably, I'm going to tell my head, the Purdue game. I don't think they had a very good running back. And probably last night, too, against Rutgers, I think I would have traded the other team's running back. Like, I'd, I'd, have, I'd have rather had the other team's running back than Nebraska's running back. Oh, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously, you take Minnesota's guy. You take... You take Goodson. You, at Goodson, Iowa, you, ta- you take oh, Ohio Goodson's State's the be- Goodson's the best. Goodson's I think, a baller, in the man. I, I love that guy. You take Ohio State's. You take Northwestern's uh, white boy. Nah, you don't want him. Yeah, uh, you you. I think you take Penn State's. Maybe I don't know. I, no, their guy was hurt. Never mind. No. I still feel like I'd take Penn State's guy. No, I, I think if Mills is healthy, I think you'd take. Look take at you, Mills. Big Mills guy. I'm a Mills guy. <laughs> Turns out, I'm Mills guy. you know what? What would you find out? We found out Bowser Mills guy. Yeah. Um. Anything else with the offense? I did like a. How about the final drive? That's how you. That's how you close it out. That's how you close yeah. that bitch out. And you and I have been. You know, we got to be fair because you and I have been critical at times of late game management. I think you've seen the maturation over the last. Uh, you know, from year one till now, of of Frost's willingness to like, hey, don't go. You don't got to go up tempo all the time. He he let the clock bleed down, and then. You know, the way they were running the ball last night, I thought the O-line played really well. I mean, you don't rush for freaking whatever they – I mean, what they end up, 350, 365. Yeah. The, the O-line did a good job, uh, especially late. Get, being able to, you know, keep them out of the backfield, you know, continually getting just positive yards in the end of the game. I mean, that's just – then you can just lean on the run, bleed the clock, and you – I mean, it saved us from having to take any chances and – you know, put the defense on the field one last time, which we've seen in the in the past. Like that's a coin flip. Thing. Yeah. So that that's how you do it, though. That's how you do it. So you yeah. bleed clock, and you, you know, you got to make a play. You know what yeah. I mean? You got to you got to you got to you got a couple first downs. Couple first downs. You just, bleed that thing out and end it. You know, ice yeah. that thing. Get in the victory formation. But the defense too. Let, let's go to the defensive side. You good with that? Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, once again, like you look at their numbers. And it's not like Rutgers is terrible. Now, granted, Vedra was hurt, but their backup had come in a few games and done okay. Yeah. But, I mean, they held Rutgers to nine first downs, 
2 of 13 on third down, which they had been bad on third down, so that was good to see. 252 total yards. And let's be honest, they had an offense that turned the ball over four times. They had a, they had special teams play horrible. They gave up a kickoff return. Like they were getting no help from their offense for a for a decent chunk of that game. And uh and special teams wasn't good. And they still stood up and so I Cam Taylor Cam Taylor played well. Garrett Nelson played well. I I know we, we say it every week, but like, man, that that side of the ball has really, really, really taken a step forward. I mean, to me, I, I it was amazing during that game. I felt, I still felt confident in our defense, even if Rutgers took took the ball over at the fifty. Or right. I, I was like, man, I just don't feel like they can do anything on us right now. I really felt that way. I mean, they couldn't run it. You know, they couldn't. They could barely throw it. I mean, it was one of those. It was an impressive performance. I mean, those guys were in tough spots, and they never got down. They never looked defeated, and. You got to give them kudos because they—that's an improvement. I'll tell you what I've been saying all year: like they have improved. They're physical. Like they're yes. playing physical. I mean, we still have a hard time really rushing the passer, just with a four-man rush. Yes. But besides that, we're playing pretty good defense. What did you? What have you seen from Henrich? I mean, he he led the team in tackles. He's kind of he's. Oh yeah, he's he, had a couple of good games here. He, he's he's still making a couple of you know it's a miss tackle or play here they're like one or two a game and then he he's solid he plays hard he knows what he's doing good football instincts that guy that guy's a good player like so, is he a potential like all big 10 linebacker by the time his career is over yeah like yeah i mean, I mean he, you know like like I, those like those northwestern linebackers right like those guys i think there was two of them they're all big 12 i mean all big like henrich isn't a freak but he's gonna be like no but he's really good like he's big and he's good he's six three 240-ish. Right. And he can run, he can think, he can, you know, he can play ball. So, Nick, he's a freshman. Yeah. He's got four years to go. I mean, as long as he stay, I think for him, it's stay healthy. Right. You know, Reimer is a maybe a better athlete, but Henrich is also like a really good football. So those, you got Reimer and you got and uh, Henrich for two, three years each, you know. Yeah, that group, like... Need to get one more good. You need a good middle linebacker. Yeah, they got the kid from uh, Northern Iowa coming though. Yeah, I mean he's a I think he's a two year starter for them, and he right. was pretty good. And then Honus, Honus might come back. I mean Honus is the one that's like, I don't think Honus is you know the NFL's knocking down his door right, right. now. So. so he maybe needs another good year of of film. Yeah, and, and, and he, he and he seems like he's getting better. Am I well, wrong? Well, he's you, two, remember this is his this is his second year after that knee, knee. surgery. So you know. I think this was more the honus that he he was kind of expected to be, and so you give him one more year. I think he could have a really good next year too. I think the hard part for honus would be keeping Henrich and Reimer off the field. Right. Do you think? Uh, do you think Camp Taylor can get dra- like he, who's the most draftable player on the team? Well, it must be Hymas. I mean, he he for opted Hymas, out. Okay, yeah. Um, but see, even Hymas, I di- I didn't think he's like a top round guy, so I'm surprised like, he opted out. Right. I mean, everybody, I guess, has their own reasons, but um, I was surprised with that. I wonder what he f- – I was thinking about him last night. Like, you're sitting there. Did he go? Was he on the trip? No, no, I don't think so. Like, I wonder what that – I just couldn't imagine. Like, that's just like an interesting – Like, I, I don't know how I feel. I was thinking about the other night, and I'm like, you know, I, I'm trying not to be hard on these yeah, kids. Yeah, you don't want to be like, man, these kids, and they're selfish, and they're I'm Instagram, just, and snap face, and – I mean, that's, that's kind of how I feel, but <laughs> – <laughs> Nick, uh, <laughs> you couldn't have uh, – 
You couldn't have summed it up better. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. That's great. But even, you know, I'm just like, uh, I'm, okay, I, I'm, I can, I can say it cause I've been through it. Like, you know, I, I, I had a chance to be drafted and I, was I not going to play my last game? I mean, I it, don't, I can't wrap my mind. I don't know. I don't, I can't, to, to I, me, I don't. Here, here's what I understand. All right. You're a top 50 or a top hundred pick. Okay. And maybe he is, maybe I am unaware of this. I don't think so. <laughs> maybe he's, a, he's like, I'm a third round guy. That's top hundred, right? right? So first three rounds are a hundred picks. That would right? astonish me. But yeah. Um, how good are you when you don't play and your team rush has their best rushing day? I don't know. I mean, it, <laughs> some of that could have been play calling, but continues. Yeah. So I guess I, uh, to me, it's like, I, I just, I, I never really understand. Like you're a senior, you, you're not a top 50 pick or a hundred pick where it's like, Hey, if I blow up my knee in this last game, it's going to cost me millions of dollars. Like I get that. If you're a six round pick, I was like a six round pick. Right. Which is the lowliest of the lows almost. Right. Right. Look like, at you denigrating getting drafted in the NFL. I know. NFL, that's, that's the way you do it. But no. Man, who didn't get drafted in the NFL? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? you're, show, show of hands of who didn't go in the sixth yeah, round. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> but I guess in that, like, I would have never considered not playing or even a bowl game. I would have played. Like, well, yeah, you know, I, like, I can understand. Like Christian McCaffrey. I can wrap my mind around him not playing in the bowl game. But he did play. Did he end up playing? He didn't. He torched Michigan. Well, who? Well, maybe it was Fournette that said. Fournette who's? didn't. Yeah. So that, like, I would have understood McCaffrey not playing, and McCaffrey had his best game of his career against Michigan, and everybody went, oh, that guy's on. Like, I think it helped his draft stock right. to play in that game. And, you know, but I guess but I, I understand. Like, I understand. Not I understand. Playing. Like you're sitting there, you're going, okay. Especially if you're like a you're Leonard Fournette, you're going to be a top ten pick or whatever. You can't hurt your ankle. You, you can't. You cannot go in there and blow your knee out or something like that. And yeah. you do that, you blow a ton of money, tens of millions of dollars. I can wrap my mind around that. But like you said, like what are you preserving your your fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth round? Like I don't know. So uh, whatever. I, I, I don't really care. I, and whatever. that might have come off harsh. I just like no. I don't know. I don't I, know. I'll, I don't know people's circumstances, but to me, I always go, man, just finish it. Just finish it. Like you've come that far. Like if you're gonna opt out the whole season, okay. There's no way. There's no way. He was sitting there last night on his couch watching that game, watching his teammates get get knocked onto the turf, get back up, rally, run the ball. They're hooting. They're, they're celebrating. They find a way to win. There's no way he was sitting on the couch feeling good. But whatever, I don't, I don't care. About I, that. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't, everybody's that, got like, their own thing, and I, I guess I'm a. Li- I am more old school with that stuff, where it's like you I, make I a care. commitment I, to your team in a way that I, I just kind of. I don't know that I understand that. That right. thought I don't either. I, I don't. Either. I understand it for the money. If it's for the money, I get it. But if the money's not like a guarantee, then you kind of are going. Well, what are we talking about? Then? I just don't know where you draw the line on like. Well, if if the if this Rutgers game didn't matter. Why what? did the Madison Minnesota game matter? Yeah. And then why did the Purdue game matter? Like, where do you where did it matter? You don't have to play like you don't have to play any games in any season, right? right? So at what point do you say where? Yeah, where? Well, what point? Why at what was, point is it like? No, now Matt, now I'm gonna play. Uh, now it's like, or it's like my game was so good last week. They said I'm getting drafted. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> where, where does it happen? So whatever. Um. 
Real quick before we kind of like, we have a bunch of different things. We got. I mean, we're like, how far are we into this? We're like an hour, 55 we have, we minutes. We even talked about the game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys listening out there? Have we, uh, we've just had a couple of things with the game, I think. We've had thoughts. We've had thoughts. Uh, any more, like the, these recap pods end up, we get into like big picture things. I mean, because, I don't want to yeah. be like in the second down when they ran a dive. I would have ran a tough sweep. What do you think? <laughs> like, I don't... <laughs> I mean, we'll get into, like, specific things. Like, that game, I don't know. Like, I didn't like some of the goal line play calling. Uh, I, I thought Martin... We got, we've got into the game, man. I mean, I don't know. What, what do you want, what do you want, yeah, from, we, what yeah, do you want from us, man? A recap of the game? Come on. What do you think this is? A recap pod? Come on. Uh, the special team... Real quick, the special teams. Like, help me out, man. I mean, because it, it wasn't it wasn't like they lost special teams. They got annihilated in special teams yeah so that that to me is uh if we're going to talk a big picture scott frost stuff at all it's going to involve special teams because that's that's his responsibility and i still think there is a little part of him that is more interested in the other stuff other stuff where that is that's going to be uh, of anything if you want to see where we are next year as a team, they have to. We got to be better there. We got to be better they're there. No better. They're, you can argue they're just other than the like. What's weird is they they got the kickers better. I mean, Culp ended up being an All Big Ten kicker, but everything else is just as atrocious. Yeah the the kickoff the kickoff, kickoff team return, kickoff punt, return punt return awful, and then the punt return team looks. Especially bad because they've given up those two fakes. Um, so, so I mean that that's you know he's going to have to really he's going to have to take it upon himself even more than he did last year to say. And, and I don't I think he's going to keep his play calling duties would be my guess, and that's something Tom Osborne I think suggested he did. I read somewhere yeah. that that was like a to thing is that he thinks that's good for the head coach to to be involved with that. But a lot of people think, man, the head coach should be more of a CEO. CEO. Big, yeah. uh, I think Frost is going to have to find a balance somewhere between. Does he need to go hire a special teams? I mean, they they got they some had this consultant. Whatever, maybe like, you got to have somebody that does it. Like, I mean, I, I don't know how I don't know how that works, but I'll tell you this: you they're going to have to relook at that. Can you explain to me? And, and then we'll get to the bowl game and all that stuff here in a second. But like. I feel like I have a decent grasp on football, but I have no grasp on the special teams and what goes into the, to the back end of it that makes it good or not. Like, help me understand that because you got to have got Nick. You know, when you got Brandon Ragoni out there, right? So is it is it more? I guess what I'm trying to figure out is it is it more X's and or is it more Jimmys and Joes and less X's yes, and O's? Yes, it's the it's the guys you got. So it's you got to have. And here's the miss the misnomer. You want guys that are just going to play their butts off, right? But you can't have guys that are bad athletes out there either. Like you got to I always thought there was a, a there was like one of my one of my our buddies like Ben Eisenhart was a great special teams guy. Like he was as good at special teams as he was like some guys are almost better at special teams than they are every down football. Yep. Like Ragoni, he couldn't play every down football, but he was our special teams captain and he right. was really good at it. And, right. and Nick, he worked like religiously oh. all those little like the details he the, and the, yeah. he was the gunner he was the missile on the kickoff and he was a problem he was a real problem for these other teams they were always trying to double team him right and and he was a nightmare for everybody 
and he was five foot nothing, you know, hundred nothing. But he was fast, and he played so hard. But he also knew he knew what he was doing. So there are guys that are built actually to be better at special teams than they are every down. Every down. Yeah. I was actually a kind of a bad special teams player. <laughs> I played hard. I yeah, played yeah, hard, yeah, yeah. and I do it. I kind of wasn't naturally as good at it. Right. I just wasn't built to be like the as much of like a run and hit guy. We're just like flying with. I was under control. Yeah. Like you were cerebral. Reading, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I that part of the game came way Agreed. more. E- and there are guys that Nick that that part of the game is just hard. They can't. They Think can't go sideways. Yeah. They can't go backwards. They right. can't go. They can't read. They're more just like they want to run down and hit. Those guys need to find their way in the field. But I think we got some, like, you know, we've got some of these receivers out there that they don't look like they are good at covering. Um, and you should think a receiver isn't going to be a good tackler. Well, that's that's one of my point. Is there, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I yeah, are, maybe Frost needs to rethink who I, he's putting on. Well, there, there's always a reason. There's a reason why guys are out there is because they're doing the job, but. Doing the job in the game is always harder than practice. Right. You find you find out when you go against people who are good at special teams, it's it's re- oh man, it's it's really eye opening. The people that are good at that, it's a whole nother skill set. Right. And yeah. so I think a lot of our guys they get in the game and all of a sudden they actually get blocked and on kickoffs. Like, in practice, I bet they don't get touched. Right. And that's the problem. So I guess but but what's funny about that is we're going back to this because a part of schematics could be how you're structuring practice and working on special teams too. Sure, I'm curious. I, I'd be interested to see what that looks like on a day to day basis, and I'd be curious what how that's changed even after struggling on special teams. You know what I mean? Like how much did their day to day special team stuff change from last year to this year? Because if it did, boy, it didn't really yield a better product. Yeah, I, I don't know. To me, it's like it's less. I, I I don't think it's like now we're running this kind of return. Like I don't think I really think it's. Is it's, it? But is it about? But you got to work. How much? Give me a typical practice and how much time you're allotting to work on special teams. And is that because sometimes I think of special teams as being the thing that you know you, you know how coaches they got their practice plan in their hand, right? Yeah. And they'll I've I've been there you'll you'll get to your stuff and then you'll get to certain things you're like we'll get to that tomorrow or we'll uh that you never or, don't do like you, yeah. that'll never happen they'll always do special teams usually you spend so th- I'm just going back back yeah, to my time I'm curious, I don't know we would start we would before practice started we'd do punt team every day we always did punt team and then you would go through all the special teams at some point again okay um so you always did punt team basically twice a day. And I think they did that because that was always – they felt like the hardest to it's get right. It's a full right. sprint. And it, well, yeah. it's like you just – you never want to get a punt block because I, I don't know. So we always Yeah, spent, there's a, it's a big boomer bus play. Yeah, that was always like the, the thing we spent the most time with uh, was – and I was always on punt team. And I was like we spent so much time. <laughs> you can tell them. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes it's punt team. <laughs> Especially when you're a senior, like, okay, pun team, all right. All right we'll <laughs> okay, sorry, keep going. Uh, I just, I could picture you with horrendous body language uh, trotting over to. It's a lot of punt team. Some days you're just like, punt team again? Oh, man. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ragoni's like, yes! Oh, uh, Ragoni just would wait all practice till, I mean, it till, was time to. Oh, and he would just destroy people. <laughs> but you need, that's what you need. 
You need ten of those guys, and you're good. Right. You'd have probably, you'd probably had Eisenhart and Ragoni like. Yeah, that, that solves. Like, yeah, they're like, good. They're really good at that. Right. Um, but you also, you know, I and to me, it's like all your your backup safeties, corners, and linebackers, and defensive ends should be like when you got good depth, those guys should be good, talented guys for special teams. And to me, I I, I looked at that kickoff and I looked at the, the guys we had out there, and I went, why are those guys out there? Right. I've always. In my mind, I've I've always viewed special teams as like depth and putting an importance on it. And yeah. I know that's that's probably Bingo. stupid, but that like I always feel like the teams that are good at special teams they have depth and they make it a priority. Yeah. And so I guess I'm just wondering, like I'm just that, but that's got to come from the head coach. That's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like I just wonder what that is looking like in Frost how he's planning and structuring things on a day-to-day basis. And I would think he's got to take a hard look at Oh yeah, I, switching that up. Cause I, I mean, I, I think there was probably Jesus. a um, intentional um, shift to really focus on it this year. And I think whatever they did there, they got to look at that again and go, well, maybe we got to spend even more time. You because know what I'm saying? Like you really, you I, find out in this league, it's a field position league, and we we lost that field position battle every single. I think we won game. Purdue. Yeah, it might have been it. We won Purdue and we won the game. Right? Maybe Penn. St- I think we maybe won at Penn State and Purdue. I think we had a pretty probably. Good field. I, I guess I can't remember the the those. I, I think we were on our side of the field more in, against both those teams, and we won. But you're right. In this league, it's a it's a field position meat and potatoes like that stuff. The hidden yardage stuff that that makes a difference but and may, maybe heading into maybe the kicking situation was so bad a year ago that they felt like we just got to figure out the kicking yeah and that's that's fixing i'm doing air quotes here that's fixing special teams well it's like yeah i mean colt makes a big difference but you still were just as atrocious on everything else yeah i think it really to me it showed later in the year i felt like it got it got worse, worse. It really wasn't a factor. The I mean, we I feel like we we're kicking the ball. It got cold. It got cold, and we we struggled more with it as the year went on. I feel oh like. man! I mean, so the the little moon ball kick too is just like looks like your boy when he's from like he's got like an eighty yard approach shot. And he hits that bitch like fifty yards. <laughs> we need to hit it eighty. <laughs> um. Uh. So. Okay. Was that positive or negative? Well, we're not done. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We won the game. Yes, we've been positive. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. Playoffs? You're talking about special teams? Um, Okay. uh, Before we get to the Alifast takeaway and get the F out of here, bowl game. Um, Frost was asked about it after the game. Um, obviously, you still you got to get an invite. You know, there's a bunch of different things. You know, you got to get asked to the dance before you can turn someone down to go to the dance. But bowl game. Frost said, you know, he's gonna. It's been a long, rough year. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take the pulse of the guys on the team and see if they got anything, any gas left in the tank. Where do you come out on the bowl game conversation? Well, I, personally, I think I think the year's over. I think they're not gonna play. Um, what's funny, I've heard mixed reports. Some people are like, say they're leaning towards playing. I, I think they're not for 
a couple reasons. You don't get the bowl game experience. You're going to have to – you're a tired – You're like in a week. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, yeah. So you don't get to go anywhere. So right. you, you miss Christmas, and you got a really tired team that has to practice another week and then go fly somewhere that's out of state for a day to play the game that – you know, it's, it's not a bowl game. Agree. The bowl game experience was go there, you get a week to sort of practice and experience life and have fun, and it's a reward – the reward right now might be like, can we just go home for Christmas? They haven't seen their families in eight months, right? So uh, I get the sense that they're ready to be done. They're ready to be done. And somebody else is probably going to have to turn down a bowl game. So like, it has to be like Minnesota or somebody has to be like, no, we don't want to play. And then Nebraska gets the opportunity would be my guess. Um, yeah. So my guess is that it's a 50-50 whether we get an invite. But I I would lean towards I would think they're probably not going to play. You so well, do you think they're going to play? I don't. That, yeah. That's my read. I I don't know. I mean I don't it's not like I'm like Texan Davis and like huge bowl game. You in? You in, bro? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Greg doing Sharp, that. you want to go to the bowl game? Greg Sharp, do you want to go some touchdowns? Do you want a touchdown in a bowl? It's a bowl game touchdown. But I see this both ways. I really do. I can understand how everybody's just wiped. This is worn on people mentally, emotionally, physically. Like you said, these guys haven't... I think Martinez was quoted as saying that he hasn't seen his family since March. Yeah. It's a long time. It's a long time. So I can certainly understand how you could be like, let's just be done. And on top of that, I can certainly understand why... Did it not kind of feel like that Rutgers game was a nice way to end it? Like a yes. nice way. Everybody everybody was, you won. Uh, a lot of guys walked off the field feeling pretty good about themselves. You had a happy locker room. You had a happy plane ride home. Everybody leaves feeling good. There's value in that. Yeah. But, and then there's also the reality of what you're saying is you don't get the bowl game experience. And a huge part of what you want in a bowl game too are like the there's value in that that couple weeks of practice. Like the more you're not getting that, you're not getting the developmental practice. So, so which I is, guess how we, yeah. we the traditional lens at which we view the value of a bowl game isn't really how it yeah. is. So let me tell you this: if if the bowl game was this, okay, it's uh, what's the date today? December nineteenth. Let's say it's January tenth. We play. I don't know. We play. Texas, okay. We get Christmas off, and then we get two or three weeks of developmental practice where it's like we get to have the young guys actually take a lot more of the reps that haven't got to play this right. year, and they get to scrimmage, they get to play, the old guys get to rest, they get to finish up school, and then they get to go somewhere and be on the beach or whatever. We do that 10 times out of 10. This is not that. This is just sort of like bowl games. We're trying to still incorporate them into this weird year, and you got five days to get here, and you come for a day and go. Right. And it's it, it's that's so, not so. That's sort of like I don't know. I I, I just think it, it's it's such a different experience that I wouldn't feel as bad about them not doing it. Agree. But then the other side of the coin is this, and not that this matters. The first part of what I'm going to say, not that it matters. The second part does matter. Is it kind of odd 
that you have been Nebraska has been the poster child of we want to play, we want to play anywhere, anytime. Yeah. We want to play. Fucking let us play. Why can't we play? Let us play. We want to play. And then get presented with the opportunity to play and be like, nah, we don't want to play. Uh, but here's where I'll disagree with that. Because we we were willing to play in August, September, and October. Right. And they wouldn't let us. And we had to we were there ready, 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 ready. Right. It's like you played the NBA finals and you're like, hey LeBron, we're thinking another week. You're like, no. <laughs> you know, like you just you just play, you know, like when you finish a season, which we just did, the season's over. This is not a scheduled game for us. This is an invite to do something extra. This is extracurricular activity. Like we finish if we don't go play Rutgers because we're like, eh, now we're done. That to me is different. Like this is like our season's over. And yeah. it's, it's like, would we like to volunteer to play another game? We would if you give us a, a month. We might say, you know, in a week, we'd just rather not. Right. I guess I'm just saying that there is that, ele- there, there is that element of and, it. Of like, and you've been, people might spin that, too. Yeah, like, you've but, been, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. And then when you get presented with the opportunity to play another game, you turn it down. The optics of that, while I understand, and if you get inside of them, make sense to a certain extent... Yeah. On the surface, though, they're a little bit like, well, what happened to this anytime, anywhere mantra? Well, it, it, that's – I would argue we were, we've lived the mantra. We've completed the season as we know it. And it's like you have to take into account, like, people are physically sure. and mentally no, I, done. Like, that's right. real. That's a real thing. So, like, I don't think you – I don't think people should go out of their way to, like, you know, try to, like – spin that in a, in a negative way. No, it's like, not, there's no point I'm not, to I'm it. not, I mean, I, I, I'm not sitting here saying like, Hey, Pat 40, you know, dial up a well, Pat 40, will, call him, hey, you know, Pat but 40 like, will find a way. I just think it's an interest. <laughs> it's just kind of interesting to be, 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 be that. And then, then not want to play. Uh, but the big thing is, and this is where the argument for the bowl game is more so than Anything else? Like I'm with you on you. You you need these developmental practices, all that stuff. But like more so than anything else, this program needs games. They need yeah. to play as many games as they can physically play. So on that in that sense, I'm like, man, you any opportunity you get to play a game, there is a ton. Of value in yeah. continuing to learn how to function within the framework of a game and finding a way to win, situational football, all those kinds of things, coming out on the right end of a game. Because Frost, you know, this team has practiced a ton. Frost has talked about how they become, a, you know, they have best we could practice, all that stuff. Like, you need a game. And there's a big difference between a practice and a game. So, like, on that front, I'm like, man, like, so there is this part of me that's a little uncomfortable. With the idea of knowing that this this program needs games that you're going to turn down again, you know, I, I think you got a, a little bit of a point there. Um, and, and Nick, they, I, I'm just, when I say this, I'm, I just am totally guessing, but they might end up playing a, a bowl game, and, yeah. and, and it might be in a week, it might be in two weeks. I don't know. Right. Most likely, probably would be within a week. Just I would think it'd be in a week with what's available. And I, I thought if, if I remember, right, I thought there was like five bowl spots for big 10 teams and we're i don't think we're in the top five so it would have to be literally like there would have to be at least five or six so teams five, turned down yeah no like, they'd have to be like three or four teams no three teams maybe turn them down because are we 
Well, I guess now that we've won three games, we might be considered like eligible. Or well, we jumped a bunch of people. There's right. a bunch of two win teams. Like right. Wisconsin's got two wins. Right. So somebody could offer Wisconsin who's got two wins or they could offer us who's had three. So it's going to be interesting to see who gets the actual offer and who's the backup. And I'd be curious what goes into the offer because like Nebraska was always such an attractive team to offer to a bowl game because they traveled. The fans traveled, but, 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 but they can't travel. We now. bring, we bring viewership. I but know we bring that viewership. Yeah, so that's so, viewership. so I would think there is, I would think Nebraska would be an attractive team for a bowl. I, I that, and that's, that's going to be the argument is there, even though we've only won three games, like there's, there's a good argument that Nebraska still draws that many eyes that people, somebody will offer us. But like I said, it, it's going to be Frost. He's going to let the players decide and, you know, maybe they're give, give them a day rest and they'll say, actually, we feel like we can go, you know? Yeah. So I, I, again, uh, I wish I could come on here and have a definitive take on what I see it both ways. I see how people are totally spent. I see how people are physically banged up mentally, emotionally, just like yeah. exhausted. I also think that like ending on a good note, there's real va- like people. Let's be honest, you feel better. All the same issues are there, but like you just feel better about things because Nebraska ended with a win. No question, and and that's and that's. I mean, that, I don't know if that should be that shouldn't be that a shouldn't factor. Factor into it, and I but don't it, think it will. I, I think it's going to be the. Sort of the the health and psyche of of where they're at, and and then and then like I say, it's not a it's not your typical bowl game situation. So it's it's really a coin flip on whether you should or you shouldn't. In my mind, I uh, I wonder. I'm I'm really trying to put myself back into like a player's. I feel like even if I wouldn't have wanted to play, let's say deep down inside, I knew I was like, I don't want to go play. Like let's say my senior year. So, you know, I went to the NCAA tournament my junior year, and then my senior year went to the NIT. L- let's say it wouldn't have been an NIT, and it would have been one of the, like, the CIT or CBI, and yeah. Coach Altman would have been like, Bob, well, you talk to the guys, bud. You tell them what you guys can vote and what you want to do. You know, even if I would have felt like I don't want to play, I-, I feel like I could, I'd had a hard time saying no. So I guess what I'm getting at is, I, I, I would too. Nick, I, I would too. I think this year is probably the it's it's the weirdest year ever. Right. Right. So I mean, the, the difference too is that like you you didn't have to do all the the BS totally. for an yeah. entire six months before that. I think that's the part that has compounded so much is it's like it's been this these guys have been quarantined essentially right for months testing every day. I mean, they're just. I think that's the part they're just like. I'm done. I mean, kids always want to play that extra game. Yeah, so I, I guess I, I, that's the thing is I can't – I don't know what it would have been like to play during these pandemic yes. circumstances. But I just know for me it would have been really hard to actually say no to playing. But it'll be inter- – so I guess what I'm saying is it'll just – it'll be interesting to see how they end up voting and how it gets – Yeah. Pre- how it gets presented if they do get offered a bowl and they turn it down. A bowl that you go to where you go to a hotel, you cannot leave, there's no fans, it's and you get to be there for one day. You're like, what's the point, right? Well, like, what even, are we doing? Even, even you and I, you, we've been talking with our our buddy Willie. We have uh, credit because we had a Vegas trip planned yeah. in May, last May, and it got, obviously, with, with 
COVID, it all got shut down, but we have that credit. And so we've all been talking, well, when do we want to go back? When are we going back? Of course, our buddy wants to go like now. And we're sitting there going, well, you don't want to go to Vegas now is not real it's Vegas. It's not Vegas. Bo- a bowl game now is not a real bowl game. Yeah, just just call it an extra, you know, like an extra like road game. Road game is all you're getting. I mean, it's not a bowl game. And you know what, though? Uh, in the end, I, I did actually like what you said about sometimes you just need games. And that's not a, that's the best argument for the, playing. If, you if get to play said, more What's games. your biggest argument for playing? It would be you guys need games. Like if Frost yeah. came in here and said, what, 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 what do you think? I'd say you guys need games. You, you need as many games as you can possibly play. Because yeah. you have a lot of stuff that you got to get better at. And a lot of it can only get fixed. Like in a, you, you need to get in a game. Yeah. So, I don't know. My guess is they don't play. Well, I mean, we'll see if they even get the offer. Too. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Allo fast takeaway. Internet baby, gotta have it. You got it when you're zooming. Tom Izzo. When you are, uh, you're working from home. Internet's never been more important. The access to the all fiber network in Lincoln and across the state, second to none. I also love the TV. I mean, they want me to push the internet, but the TV is fantastic too. Uh, just the reliability, the speed. Again, my wife can be streaming something. I can be streaming something uh, or downloading something. My daughter can be watching something. And it's everything is perfect. I'm talking perfect. Make the switch. Go to allofiber.com. Allofiber.com. Tell them Nick Boss sent you to wrap this thing up. Allofast takeaway. I mean, for this Nebraska-Rutgers game, I think it's uh, – my first thought would be I just can't quit you, Adrian Martinez, for as much as you – as as much as we we've been, on I don't want to go all broke back mountain on him and just be like, I wish I knew how to quit you. I mean, I wish I knew how to quit you, man. <laughs> but that I'm pretty much broke back mountain with Adrian Martinez. That's what, what you're trying is. to say. <laughs> is okay. that is that what I'm trying to say? I was yeah. wondering what you're getting at. No, <laughs> I think uh, I mean to me, it's it's the the Frost Martinez roller coaster um, continues and. We went down, and the second half came, and we came back up, and we're sitting back on a high note uh, heading into next season. So, I, to me, it's been a roller coaster. That game was a roller coaster. Um, we'll see if we can ever just it's, – it's, That's it. All of, the, all of the ingredients and elements and things that make me think Nebraska's got a long ways to go. And they ain't winning anything special anytime soon. We're all prevalent in that game. Yeah. And all of the things that I can point to for optimism that, hey, this team's closer than maybe their record would indicate. And there, there's some there's some stuff heading in the right direction. We're all prevalent in that game. Yeah. Like if you want to know what Nebraska football is in 2020, just watch that game. You saw a lot of stuff that was like, is this the worst team in the last 50 years and then you're like 600 yards 600 yards and unbelievable flashes of quarterback play and the defense was great like yeah. it, in spurts it's just so it's it's everything wrapped we, into we one got there. it all and it, we end with a big question mark and we get to we get to wait it out till 2021 yeah how about that how about that all right uh well we are at an hour and 23 minutes, and I'm not sure if we actually talked about the game. Did we talk about the game? I don't know. You guys can email me, Nick at NickBot.com. Hit me on Twitter at NickBot. And tell me, did we talk about the game? I'm not totally sure. I'm, I'm not totally sure. Well, and there's a part of me that wants to do a bowl game, so I, I like to, I love recap pods. 
that's the best reason for the bowl game. We're going to fire up the uh, – the. I mean, remember, we stopped the Husker Classic recaps six weeks in. We have seven more weeks. You know what game is next on the docket? Mm. 2001 Oklahoma. Oh. You know what we maybe need to do? Do I get a third mic in here and do we bring Barrett Rood in? Would he potentially yes. – maybe sometime in December or in January, I mean, yes. sometime – I mean, he 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 would could speak to that game. Yeah, he was he was he was, he was there. We have to. I think he'd like have to. his people get in touch with my people. I'll talk to we'll him. do that. All right. Uh, make sure you have subscribed to the podcast. We'll see you next time in a little recap pod. All right. My thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Rumza. Best fries on the planet. Great burgers. Cheese Runza. Delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. A Huda Media Production.